Let's confess. <coughs> I decree, God that agrees. I'm a soul winner. I'm a contagious Christian. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sade. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills her calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for the needy. Constant prayer, it's our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sunday. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Now, according to the Christian calendar, this Sunday it's called what? The Palm Sunday. You know. Now, why is it called the Palm Sunday? It's called a Palm Sunday because it's a Sunday where Jesus went to Jerusalem. And remember, people were breaking off palm leaves, you know, and then putting them uh, where Jesus would walk. And Jesus was riding on a donkey. Remember that? And they would say, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And so it was a Palm Sunday. And uh, that particular day, when Jesus was heading towards uh, Jerusalem, and on Friday, he was crucified. You know? And so a Sunday before Good Friday, it's a Palm Sunday. Yeah. And I think if we go to the archives, there are times where I talked about what happened, you know, on Monday, what happened on Tuesday, what happened, you know, up until the day he was crucified. You know, some time back I taught on that. And so, uh, <clears throat> so a Palm Sunday, it's important because it has a message that is important unto our lives. Now, let's go to Matthew 16, verse 21. From that time, Jesus 
began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. He began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. You see, what happened to Jesus was not a coincidence. You know that, oh, it's one of those things. It was not a mistake. It was not something that just happened. Jesus knew that this is going to happen. And so before it happened, he began to tell his disciples, to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. You see, Jesus was, was uh, moving in his timeline. He was never late, he was never early. He was just moving in his timeline. And he knew that he is to be crucified on a Passover. When they were killing the lambs in preparation for the Passover, he would also be arrested. He would also be crucified. When they were inspecting the lamb, because three days, four days before, uh, the Passover, you have to take the lamb, separate it, inspect it, make sure that it is perfect, and then at the end of that, you're happy with it, then you crucify it. So Jesus was taken from pillar to post, inspected, and then at the end, you know, Pilate said, I see no fault in this man. He washed his hands. So meaning, he's perfect. Prophetically, it was saying he's perfect to be crucified. There, there is no spot, there is no blemish. So he's worthy to be a perfect sacrifice. You see, everything that uh, God told the children of Israel to do in the Old Testament, it was a shadow of what was to happen when Jesus comes. So God knew. He, he knew that there would be Passover. Long. When he spoke to Moses that I want you to do this, I want you to, he knew. Yeah. When did God begin to know? Or when did God begin, begin to plan? It's when Adam and Eve sinned against him. That's when God said that, you know, I'm putting in motion I'm putting in motion that my son will be sacrificed. That is why the Bible tells us in Genesis 3 verse 15, you know, uh, when God said to the woman, he said to him that, uh, you know, he said the seed of a woman will crush the head of a snake. So the seed of the woman, the seed who is Jesus, that I will bring. Since I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, you shall bruise your head and you, he shall bruise your head. You shall bruise his heel. 
So he shall bruise your head or crush your head. So this was talking about you know, the offspring. You know, other translation says the seed. It's talking about Jesus. He was declaring right, right from the beginning, after Adam and Eve sinned, God planned, put in motion you know, that I'm going to send my son. And my son will bring uh, salvation to people. Now, when the Bible says that Jesus, the lamb that was slain, you know, before the foundation of the world, what did what does that mean? It means that God had determined right before He created the world, before He created a man, that should man fail. I am ready to send my son to die as a sacrifice for me. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, definitely, man failed in Genesis. And so, uh, then God said, let me release. You know, and all this time, God was just preparing you know, to bring Jesus. So that is why the, the uh, Good Friday, the Passover, is one of the is the important day for a Christian because that's when Jesus died for our sins. Had Good Friday not happened, we would be lost. Eh? There wouldn't be any hope for us. Had Good Friday not happened, you know, and so. The fact that Good Friday happened, yeah, today we have an opportunity to go to heaven. Yeah. And so Jesus was working in his timeline. You know that now time is getting closer for me to be crucified. Now I need to begin to go to Jerusalem. And this is what is going to happen. I am fulfilling what was prophesied of me. You know, I'm working in it. And you know, it's always good that we walk in our footsteps, also as people. That is why the most important prayer that you can make for yourself is that God, you know, it's you know, to be led by the Spirit of God. That you will never miss your time time of visitation, your time, your appointed time, you know, and, and all of that, that you would walk in your footsteps. You were born for such a time as this. You know, when God allowed you to be born, you knew that your purpose is linked to what is happening around you. Yeah. So it's important that, you know, you, we should fulfill what God has called us to do. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek his will. You know, believe God that God, you know, I believe, uh, eh, you know, that I'm working in your divine plan. I look at my life. I'm grateful. You know, that, you know, it was not a mistake that all of a sudden I just had a desire to go to a boarding school. I was not saved, you know. And I believe, today I look back, I said, God was leading me. I went to the boarding school. On the 8th of May, I got saved. 1983. 
you are a prophetess. Yeah. <laughs> I got saved. Yeah. And then I look at that, that God had destined that I would go there and I would get saved. You know. And God knew that there will be people around me who will help me in ministry. Pastor Colin, who was here at the men's conference, one of those, you know, who has who shaped my spiritual formation. Yeah. And God knew that, you know, I would when I go back, you know, ultimately I will be called Christian Family Church. Yeah. That is why the first day I've never been there. The first day I step into the church, you know, God said, That's your father. You see, uh, I look back, I say, I was walking in the footsteps of G what you know, the plan of God. Yeah. And then here I am, I am saved, saving God. Yeah. And then I look out of the window, God said, that's your wife. Yeah. You see, it's all, it's all the plan of God. I don't imagine my life without Pastor Luis. I don't know where would I be. Really. Where would you all be if she was not in the picture? Just think about it. Yeah. Eh? It is, huh? Hey. <laughs> Just think about it. You know, you know, that frustration more than I fail. You know, I can't I frustration. <laughs> Stay with me. Yeah. But I'm enjoying life. You know, because I followed the footsteps of Jesus. Yeah. And so that is why I'm saying that the most important thing in your life is to follow God. Yeah. Never step out of the will and the plan of God. See, those that are married, God knows why you got married to that person. Appreciate that person. Because in marriage, you tend to see the weaknesses, and then you, try, you, you, you begin to magnify them. And also the good things, say you no longer see them. It's like the weaknesses, they cloudy, you know, all the strengths of that person. You know, but it should be the other way around. Appreciate your spouse. You know, appreciate the person that uh, God has allowed. You see, when you involve God in the matter, the better. Yeah, because you know that it is the Lord who has brought me to this person, has brought this person into my life, and I need to appreciate the working of God. This person is in my life for a purpose. Amen. I need to appreciate him or appreciate her. Then you won't get divorced. Yeah. One, two, one, two. Amen. Yeah. So, you see, people get divorced because, you know, either both or one of the person 
has taken God out of the picture. So we need to really appreciate that this is God working in my life. Yeah. And appreciate the gift that God has brought into your life. Appreciate that. This is a giver. I really appreciate that. And so we learn, we then learn to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Yeah. You know what is it like? It's like you are by the beach, right? You know, and then uh, maybe your father is ahead, your parent. You know, have you seen that? You know, where he's walking, you know, leaves a footstep, and then the child, little boy, little girl, is trying to step into, you know, those footsteps. Yeah. And so I believe that we need to be thinking that God is setting footsteps for us. He says, you know, I'm stepping here, you need to step there. I'm stepping here, you need to step. I'm stepping here, you need to step. So God is working. When you're just looking at where God has moved, where God is uh, stepping. And so what do you do? You check, oh, he stepped here. That's where I need to step. He has stepped here. That's where I need to step. He has put his foot here. That's where I need to. And I'm telling you that you realize that your life is more fulfilled. Because you're stepping where God has planned for you to step in. Yeah. So your life is fulfilled. You know, you're, you're happy. You know, that you're, you're, you're not there by accident. But you're doing what God has called you to do. You know. And so, yeah, I look at my life, I realize, you know, God has been good to me. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we are to Anaskohai, when I started school, I went to a Northern Sotho school. You know, today I look back, I say, that was for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I look at that from a uh, sub A until standard standard four. Yeah, standard four. Kick grade ma. Six. Yeah. I did Northern Suit. Yeah, because the closest school was a Northern Suit to primary. You know. And then from there I went to high, a higher primary. You know. So I did only two years go higher primary. You know, then my parents got a house, you know, uh, where they got a house, the closest school was Etswana uh, School. So when I went to stay now, because we were staying with my grandparents, when I went to stay now with my parents, you know, I had to change school. You know, and so I went to Etswana School. You know, from you know standard five, which is great, seven, you know. And then big uh, grade, grade eight. You know. Then I give it some more. I had to go to high school. It was a secondary. You know. So I, I grade. I did. Give it let's go grade ma. Grade eight. Yeah. There are you know 
Yeah, form one, form two. Uh -uh. Really form, form two, form three. Go secondary. Uh, go, uh, yeah. And then from there, I had this age. I want to go to a boarding school. Yeah. You see, I, I look there and say, God was leading me unaware. I was not born again, you know, but I believe God was leading me. And then I went to boarding school. Because I was doing Stwana, I had to go to Stwana boarding school. Had I not gone there, I wouldn't have met Pastor Louis. Maybe I wouldn't even have gotten saved. I wouldn't have met the people who shaped my spiritual you know, life. Now, had I continued... I did not transcend. It was a foundation for me because God knew that ah, ka, nineteen ninety-four, eh? spedi. So you need a foundation as spedi. God knew that, you know. So He was planning all my my steps. And so, but he says, but before we go, Sanzo Graham said, You know, so change our, you know, and, you know, so I, I, I got there, you know, and then I went to a boarding school, I got saved there, you know, God spoke to me about my wife, you know, that I was not praying about a wife because I was not ready for marriage. And that is why I never went to her and said, you know, God says you're going to be my wife. Please don't use God in the in the thing. Our proposal we never use God. We intimidate our Navanka God. Don't do that, right? Yeah. So I never said anything because I was not ready for marriage. You know. I felt a scholar I thing. And you see, when the thing is planned of God, it will come to pass. Amen. And at the right time, you know, now when I was working, I was ready to get married. That's when I went to her. And I said, I love you. You were there. I love you. <laughs> I want to get, uh, you know, I want to get married to you. <laughs> Case closed. That's the first sentence. Second sentence, don't tell me now. Take your time. Hey, I wish I had not done, said that because she took the whole year. Yeah. But I was settled. Are you with me? And so, uh, the most important thing is to, you know, to pray that, God, I believe you're leading my footsteps. You're directing my path. You're guiding me. Nothing is per chance, is per, it's a mistake. I believe that you're ordering my footsteps. You know, I am settled in you, God. Yeah, and, and so you, you realize that God, either aware or unaware, God will be leading you directing you. Yeah, because your faith is all out to the guidance and the leading of God. Are you with me? 
Yeah. So when you confess, God does it. Yeah. It's like He directs you. Why, you know, we rachala this. Why we rachala that. You know, at times it's God leading you. He's He's maybe delaying you on this because that's is before your time. Now just think about the uh, the parents that John the Baptist. They wanted a, a, a child, eh? Elizabeth and Zechariah, you know, right? They wanted a child. A child was not coming for up until in their old age. And God said, now, you know, a child will be born. They didn't believe it. How can that be? You know, God said to Zechariah, okay, I'll close your mouth until the child is born because you, you're always talking negative, you know, so forth. I'll close your mouth. And the child was born. And they said, you know, who should we, what should we name the child? And they brought him something to write on. And then he wrote John because that's what the angel said. You shall name him John. You know, and so he wrote in John. And then from there, the mouth opened. So John was born that time. You know. And you look at what John did. The Bible says that he was a forerunner to Jesus. He was born to go before Jesus. Now, if the parents of John had John in their young, in their you know, early age, John would have been born out of the time of yeah that he was supposed to be there and so he wouldn't John would have failed to fulfill what he was born for because Jesus would not be there so he would not John would not be there to baptize Jesus he wouldn't qualify you understand and so, uh, everything happens in God's timeline. So never ever be frustrated. Why this thing is not happening? All that you do, you just use your faith. You know, trust God that God, I am working in your timeline. I'm, I'm doing what you have called me to do. I'm doing what, you know. And, you know, I remember God spoke to me uh, you know, when I came into ministry, God said that I want you to study and I want you to do, you know, uh, theology. You know, you study, you do that, you know, take it to a doctorate. And so I started the first few months and then I stopped. I was busy in ministry, you know, Christian family church and so forth. And then from there we came here to start a church. So I never pursued uh, all of that. There came a time where God spoke to me and said that what I spoke to you about, if you don't start now, you are missing something in your destiny. You are missing what I planned for you. If you don't start, start now. Yeah. And so, you know, I was now running behind because God was saying, you have to start. Study. And so I enrolled, you know, did my junior degree, my bachelor. You know. 
took me about for five years. I can't remember. No, more than because I was doing it a correspondence. You know, I did that. And then when I finished, God said, "This you are you are running late. You know, you can't stop now." Immediately I enrolled for masters. Yeah, because I was in. I was I was trying to stay in the timeline of God. And when I finished masters, you know, God said that I told you you need to go up to PH level. You know? And so, and God was directing me. I remember, you know, uh, okay, that's when I was to do masters. You know, a good connection for Montre. I, I I was going to enroll more. University of Limpopo. No, you j it'll just take two years. You know, I spoke to one of the professors that will help you, will mentor. Two years you'll be having your masters and so forth. And then, you know, God said that, but that's not my plan for you. you know? And then I chose uh, the one that I did in Cape Town. It's a structured program, but, you know, I am forever grateful for that program. I am forever grateful for that program, you know. And so I finished that, you know. Then I went for a PhD, go Northwest University. I completed, you know. And then I looked at what I had gained, telling that this, uh, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying I understand why God had to bring me thus far, you know. And so. Uh, it's important, you know, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. That God, you're leading me here. I am doing, you know. You you have to first take the first step. The first step is important. You know, like God said, if you don't start now, you're missing your destiny. I had to start. And so at times we want to be there, but we don't want to take the first step. And you can't be there until you take the first step. You have to take the first step. Are you with me? Yeah. You want to uh, a great job, and God is saying, but enroll. I don't want to enroll, you know. And God says, but I can't give you that position. So equipping, it's critical, it's important. You tell people, enroll, go Bible college. No, you know, I don't, I'm fine. You're, you're delaying your destiny. Are you with me? And so such things are important in our lives because we don't live forever here on earth. We have a time timeline. And so what God wants you to do now, get up and do it. Get up and do it because you won't get another second chance. Amen? So here is Jesus. He tells his disciples. He explained to them that I must go I explained to them. Have you forgotten the scripture? Matthew 16. 
he began to he began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. And verse 22, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. He didn't, he didn't know that he was saying, Jesus, you'll never be in your destiny. That's literally what he was saying. Eh? You, you dying, you'll never, you'll never. He was actually, you'll never do be in, our, in your destiny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So it's important that we set our minds on the things of God. Not on the things of, of this world. So, well, Peter was well-meaning, isn't it? But unfortunately, he was inspired by Satan. You know, that he was setting his mind on the natural, you know, the things of the world instead of the things of God. So, when we don't regard Good Friday and appreciate what Jesus did for us, we are becoming worldly. Did you hear me? Yeah. When we don't regard Good Friday eh? and, 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 and don't appreciate what Jesus did for us, we are becoming worldly. When Good Friday is more of a holiday than a time of worshipping and appreciating God, then we are becoming worldly. I am also wondering, churches that are saying it's Good Friday, it's long weekend, we won't have service on a Friday. I'm wondering, how come? What has become of us? Now, even though we are not to regard one day above the other, under the New Testament, we still need to appreciate what God did for us at the cross on Good Friday. Let's look at uh, Luke 9. Are you enjoying the way? Luke 9, verse 51. It says, When the days drew near for him to be taken up. This is a powerful scripture. It says, When the days drew near, Hamatsati avatomela hore arotohel kolehodimo. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, what did he do? He knew her time is now has come. He set his face to go to Jerusalem. He set his face. You know, anything in disturb me more. I am on a mission to go to Jerusalem. And I'm going to Jerusalem. He never allowed himself to be sidetracked. Now, listen to what he says in the 
contemporary English version, CEV. It says, not long before it was time for Jesus to be taken up to heaven, he made up his mind to go to Jerusalem. He made up his mind to go to Jerusalem. So he was, he was in his timeline. He was in his timeline. I'm working in my timeline. And I'm doing what God has called me to do. I'm working in my timeline. Now, then from there he went to Jerusalem. Now look at uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew 21 from verse 1. I'll just read it you know, to get us a, a sense of what was happening. From verse 1, uh, going back to our. Uh, now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. You see, everything was a fulfillment of a prophecy. You know. Verse 5, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and called and put on them their clothes, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their clothes on the road. Keep on Sunday. You know. And others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. You know, all of this happened on a day like this, on a Palm Sunday. So, they were prophetically ushering Jesus to fulfill his mission. Yeah. Jesus, we are prophetically for, uh, putting you, ushering you to fulfill your, your mission, what you came here for. And we're praising God. So today, we are praising God that God, you have fulfilled your mission you died at the cross for us. You know, we're celebrating Palm Sunday because you fulfilled what you came here for. You know, Good Friday happened. Today we are saved. Today we can go to heaven because you did what you came here for. Amen? Isn't that a blessing? It's a blessing. Can we stand up and we just appreciate God that Jesus, you came to fulfill your 
destiny for me. You know, just go ahead and just thank Him, Father. We thank you, Lord. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you that you came for me, and you set your mind to go to Jerusalem to fulfill your purpose, just for me, God. We thank you, Father, for it. Father, we thank you that you did it for all of us. That today we would never face the wrath that is coming, but that God we would appreciate that our lives are redeemed, our lives are saved, our lives are transformed by your power, by your grace. Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for Palm Sunday. We appreciate you for the cross, for the Passover, that you became the Passover for us. We appreciate you, God. We thank you, Father, for it. Help us, Lord. Help us. Give us grace that, God, we would follow in your footsteps. And what you have called us to be, God, Father, help us by your Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand of praise. Amen. God bless you.